Welcome back. You are listening to the It's Never Too Late to Be Healthy podcast, and I'm your host, Kevin Brady. Through my own experiences as a lifelong athlete, community volunteer, author, and company founder, I'm on a mission to educate, inspire, and motivate individuals of all ages to improve all aspects of their health and live their best life to the fullest. I built my company, Advoca Health, based on this mission. Advoca Health assists companies and individuals navigate the very best health solutions both at home and in the world. On this podcast, I meet with industry-leading experts and partners with the aim to share simple strategies and tips to help you live a healthier, longer, and happier life. Sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone. It's my pleasure to welcome today's guest, Nancy McKay, who is president and CEO and founder of McKay CEO Forum. Nancy's dream is to to populate the world with inspiring leaders. Nancy founded McKay CEO Forum in 2005 and has now grown it to over 1,200 member organizations worldwide. Nancy is a CEO, a coach, a forum chair, a speaker, author, and former university professor. She's also very well educated. Uh, Nancy has her bachelor's of math, her master's in management services, and her PhD in business from Canterbury in New Zealand. Nancy currently lives in British Columbia with her husband, Rob, and two children. In today's show, we get into a number of super exciting topics. We talk about the importance of CEO health, We talk about Nancy's personal goal of living to 120 years old and the things she's doing in order to fulfill that goal. We get into the pandemic and things that she's seen uh, presidents and CEOs do to help themselves through the pandemic from a health standpoint. And we also talk about best practices that Nancy employs uh, to keep her wheels in balance. And lastly, she provides her advice to presidents and CEOs on what they can do to personally look after their health. Enjoy today's show. So Nancy, uh, I'm super excited to have you join our Never Too Late to Be Healthy podcast today. So thank you so, so much for joining us. Thanks for inviting me. I'm thrilled to be here, Kev. Yeah. So as I mentioned in my introduction, uh, Nancy heads up McKay CEO Forum, which is a group of, uh, I'll say, business leaders worldwide, presidents and CEOs. And right now there's over 1,200 member organizations. And so I'm super excited to have Nancy here today and talk about a topic that everyone knows I'm super passionate about, and that's health. So again, Nancy, thanks so much uh, for joining us. Well, I'm equally passionate about health, as you know, Kevin. So I really am thrilled to have a conversation with you about what we really need to do to make sure that CEOs, executives, and business owners around the world are taking care of their health. Yeah, for sure. So I think we're on the same page with that, but maybe we can just uh, start out our discussion just talking about from your perspective, the importance of CEO health, like why, why is that even important? Because I know, you know, a lot of uh, presidents and CEOs, as we both know, put their head down full bore and sometimes neglect their health. So can you just kind of, I guess, high level, just um, talk about the importance of health uh, to a president and CEO and their organization, I guess. Kevin, I think it's like the number one issue facing CEOs, executives, and business owners is their health. 
and especially it was a health crisis and a mental health challenge pre-COVID and, and now it's even worse. And when I started Macasio Forms in 20 years ago, one of the things I learned in the early days of building all these peer groups was CEOs would come to their peer group meetings. They talked about business, personal and family and learn from each other. And people would consistently talk about they weren't taking care of their health. They weren't getting their annual health checks. They were too busy to sleep. They were too busy to go see the doctor. And I had so many heartbreaking phone calls from CEOs talking about, I just got diagnosed with this illness and with deep regrets around not taking care of that. And it was too late. And so that's when I really decided, it was in the early days to just take a stand on any member of Macasio Forms. And that's why I'm so thrilled that we partner with Health. They need to take care of their health. That's their number one priority because without our health, we have nothing. We can't make the world a more inspiring world. So it's so important, Kevin, now more than ever before. Yeah, no, I hear you. And, you know, as you know, I'm a Macasio member myself and, and, almost every meeting, someone, not someone, pretty well everyone brings up something about health. And what I find is it's almost a book of instant replays, like, oh, I got to lose weight. And then the next meeting, oh, I got to lose weight, or I've got to eat better, I've got to do fitness. And what I always say is, and one of the reasons I wrote, wrote my book, as you know, is, is it's a simple, simple guide to help people transform their health, as I had to do as well, right? So I, I mean, I've been through that journey, journey myself. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just so, so important. Um, what, what, can you share a story maybe of, a, of, a, let's say a president and CEO, obviously without mentioning names where their health has had a negative impact, I'll say on them and perhaps their, their family and, and also their organization. Is there any stories that come to mind? And I'm sure there's a few of them. So many, so many of them over the years, Kevin, but uh, before I go there, I want to congratulate you on your book. I just love it. It's a thin book, so practical, lots of stories and insights. I've read it many, many times, I literally have it on my bookshelf. And I normally don't have hard copy books because I just do everything online. But with your book, having the, the roadmap and the tips, and I systematically am working through and have heard you speak on it. Every time I read it or hear you speak on the topic, I take another uh, tip like the Wilson shake and I start every day with that or my gratitude journal now has gratitude around the different aspects of health. So very uh, grateful for you writing that book and it's so practical for CEOs and executives. And uh, so thank you for that. And in terms of a story, well, again, as I, as I said in the early days, as I was building Macasio Forms, and I had like 100 CEOs and I was chairing all those groups. I remember one of the members came to me and he said, I've just been diagnosed with prostate cancer. And I didn't really know how to handle it other than like I broke down in tears with him. And I said, I'm just so sorry to hear that. And he said, it's stage four or whatever it was. It was like really advanced. And he said, I, I you know, I didn't take care of my health. I, I have, and he was in his, mid fifties, he said, I have not been doing annual health checks. I feel great. I feel like a million bucks. And then one day I didn't feel like a million bucks. And so here's the diagnosis. And he hadn't done any succession planning. It was a family business. And he said, I'm going to have to hand this business over to my brothers. I don't think they're ready to take this over. And, and I'm not quite sure what to do. And I just remember saying to him, look, you know what? 
we're going to just work with this. Let's number one, come up with a massive action plan in terms of getting a medical team. And this is before I knew you. So I mean, I was just saying to him, let's come up with a massive action plan, take care of your health. Let's make that the number one priority. Let's worry about the business and your brothers once we come up with that. And then in the end, he, he did die within a year and he was not able to transition to his brothers. So they had to sell the business and they didn't get much for the business because they did not have a succession. And, and so that was one of his biggest regrets before he passed away. I remember him saying, Nancy, like, I just, I really hope the work that you do is going to prevent this from happening to other CEOs that you are working with. So I'll never forget that, you know, yeah, I, did, I wasn't as proactive as I am now with our members around, you got to take care of your health. Um, but now that I take a stand on it every single day. Yeah, no, and I hear you and and what a sobering story and uh, super unfortunate outcome, especially with things like prostate cancer, because, you know, with most things and most cancers, if you get early detection, you can look after it. You know, we're doing things now, we're doing blood tests for cancer cell detection in Germany to, to even show pre-cancer, right? Like things like that, that if, uh, and that, as you know, that's what I talk about all the time, because there's so many things that you can do to proact and also just test yourself to see to, to, to know how you're doing. So um, thanks for sharing that story. And again, you know, we, we witness those every day ourselves. And I guess just um, to switch gears a bit, can you share a story where, where a president or CEO has had, I'll call it a wake up call, like I had, I took me a couple of wake up calls, as you know, through uh, my story in my book, but um, to, to kind of transform my health. But can you share a story of a president and CEO that has that has done that and and the outcomes of that. Well, when during COVID, there were so many stories related to mental health challenges that CEOs were going through. And a couple months ago, uh, I reached out to a CEO that I've known for quite some time, and I hadn't heard from him. And I said, "Let's book a Zoom and let's get caught up. I want to check in on you and how are you doing." And and he was a bit reluctant. He said, oh, I got a lot going on and whatever. And it was very uncommon for him because I've known him for over a decade. And so I said to him, well, let's just make the time. I'll be available anytime. You tell me evenings, weekends, whatever, because I just feel like we need to connect. And so he gets on the Zoom and he said, look, you know what? I, I was hesitant because I'm really not at my best and I'm, I'm feeling pretty disconnected to most things. I'm thinking I'm going to just sell my business and get out of this. So unlike him because uh, he runs a very successful company and a leader in his industry. And I just said, like, what is going on? And I said, have you gone to see a doctor? Have you had your annual health? Are you talking to your wife? And he's like, no, to be honest, I've really been. And then we had an honest conversation around, you know what? This is, we need to really figure out how to get you to talk to your wife, to talk to your doctor, to get you on a health plan because I don't want to help you make any decisions about selling your business until you get yourself sorted and so that you'll be in a better place to make. And the happy part of that story is he did immediately then go talk to his wife and shared with her what was going on. He contacted his doctor. He went and, and got the, the medical attention that he needed. And he came back to me and said, thank you so much because now I'm ready to continue on rocking and rolling with my business and what have you. So it's really a matter of, I think the message I want for people to have is be proactive with the people around you. Like don't wait for people to come to you to check in or to ask for help, reach out to the people that you love and care about 
and check in on them because it's a difficult time for people through this whole COVID thing. Yeah, and you know what, I'll, just on your point, I mean, and I think as I'll say as presidents and CEOs and myself being a president and CEO, it's, it's, I think quite often we're just, we're of the mindset that, oh, we can, we can handle it. We're, we're, we're good. We've got, uh, we've got armor around us and, you know, no one else can help me and I don't need any help. Right. And the reality is we all need help, right. Whether it's physical, you know, fitness help, whether it's mental health, whether it's, you know, just, just uh, even sleep, sleeping issues or whatever, we all, you know, everyone experiences that now. And I'll even say, especially with presidents and CEOs, I find they're of the mindset that, you know, they're, they're generally type A personalities. So they're, they're hard driving, you know, it's hard driving. And uh, sometimes and many times they neglect their health, right, which is unfortunate. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great story. And the other thing I'll say is that um, sometimes I think people view health as, um, as selfish. You know what I mean? Like people say, oh, I book off an hour for fitness or I take these vitamins or I eat really nutritionally well, or I, you know, I go for a two hour ride on the weekend. And I'm not saying me personally, but just, you know, anyone. And, and some people may look at that as selfish. And I, I'll, I, I always say, I flip that and say, it's actually selfless because how can we be any good to our family, to our spouse, to our company, to our employees, if we don't have our health, right? And uh, well, sure. I spend my days giving CEOs permission to be very selfish. And I seriously, during COVID, I came up with the whole inspired leadership, you go first. And you go first means you need to take care of you, that whole self-care and dial it up and get more sleep and get more exercise and get surround yourself with people that you love and take care of you. It's the only way you're going to have the energy and the love and the inspiration to inspire the people around you. And I think I have no trouble at all saying people it is time to be very selfish if there was ever a time, because uh, I agree with you without your health, you got nothing. And the more you take care of you, the more you, I call it, the more love you have to give the people around you. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I know we're on the same page with that. So um, speaking of inspired leadership, every single time I see you, whether it's on a podcast or a meeting. Um, you always are on your game. Uh, so compliments to that. I, I don't think I've ever seen you off your game. <laughs> so uh, again, huge compliments and energy and everything else. So I'd like to just to flip over to, because I think all of our listeners uh, as president and CEOs are very interested to hear what Nancy McKay does uh, to look after herself. And I will share, I believe your uh, goal is to live to 120, uh, unless that's changed. Um, and incidentally, our cells are actually meant to live to be 120, right? And the reason we don't live to 120 is because of things we do and, you know, perhaps neglect our health or those types of things. So I know that's a lofty goal. And a lot of people probably look at it and say 120, like who lives to 120? Well, in today's world, it's totally doable, right? There's breakthroughs every, every single day. So um, what I'd like to do is just switch gears and just ask you some questions around your own personal health. And as you know, from reading my book, you know, there's basically four areas that I really focus on. And, and the first I'll start with is uh, exercise, because I know that's important to you. So maybe you can just share either what you do daily or weekly, like what, what's your routine look like um, from an exercise standpoint? I'll, I'll say this, number one, yes. You are my inspiration on, I want to go to 120 and go boom. 
And uh, I say this all the time, and most people think I'm crazy. At the same time, there's all kinds of research coming out of Oxford and the blue zones and, and all the, I surround myself with people that have a belief system around, they want to live to 120 or whatever their number is, and they're prepared to take action so that they live to 120 with a lot of energy and passion and curiosity and mental health and all those things. So, uh, and I think that it's, uh, I have a lot of gratitude around surrounding myself with people like you who are my inspiration to want to live to that age and make the biggest impact every day uh, with the people around me while I'm on the planet. So yes, absolutely, I'm, I'm on that one. In fact, one of my good friends is Dr. John Izzo. You've probably heard him as a speaker at one of our sessions yep. on the Purpose Revolution. And he literally just wrote a note about one of his friends. He's on the 120 journey with me, by the way. One of his friends just passed away at the age of 108. And so there's just more and more people, stories of people that live to uh, over 100 with uh, great life and uh, mobility and all these things, right? So, so that's the vision I have. Now, I know that I don't have 100% control over that, but I'm certainly going to do everything I can to live every day, make it the best day of my life, and at the same time, uh, have this longer term dream of what uh, life is all about. So back to your question about exercise, I've actually never shared all of this information with anyone. So, so no, I'm getting, I'm getting very personal yeah, here, Nancy, right. everybody wants to hear. There you go. <laughs> well, in terms of exercise, I uh, read the book Younger Next Year many, many years ago. And so I exercise every day. That, that book literally I read it and I thought no excuses. And I was a super lead air Canada, Canada traveler before COVID. And I always, whether I'm traveling or at home, I'm working out every day. And so the exercise is three times a week. I have a personal trainer. Well, two different personal trainers. One's a weekend personal trainer. I have another personal trainer who I work out with twice a week and it's all by zoom now. So I have a home gym. And so they train me. And then when I'm not working out, working out with my personal trainers, I'm, on my Peloton bike or my elliptical, and I do yoga with uh, the Peloton instructor, Dennis Morton, who's my favorite. And I also play family pickleball and I play squash three times a week with my son. So I have some days I have two or three hours of exercise, other days it's 30 minutes. Whatever I can do is just every day I'm going to get some kind of exercise going. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'll attest to that because I know at the, I believe it was the last live uh, Edge Summit, which was in Vancouver, uh, before the session started, I went down to the gym early morning and there was one other person in the gym and it was you. <laughs> and so I think we're on the same page when it comes, comes to that. So uh, congratulations uh, on that. And I'll also say, when you say you move every day, I mean, as you know, again, I'm a huge proponent of that. I mean, the longest living people in the world are the centurions, which, uh, you know, if you've, if you've read any of Dan Bootner's uh, material on blue zones, um, and one of the characteristics and what Dan did through his work is basically looked at what were the top traits of the longest living people in the world. And these people live like exponentially longer than other communities. And one of the things they do is they move every day. And it's not necessarily lifting weights or on a Peloton, but they're moving, they're on their farms, they're on their they're working their land and I actually visited one of those blue zones in Sardinia and you know as I was cycling you're looking at these people and they're over 100 they're out on their farms and they're herding the sheep and they're walking in the village and 
as you say, they live very long and healthy uh, with no real health ailments. And then one day they just, you know, within a, you know, a month or even less, they pass away. And what a great way to go, you know? And as you say, when, because people probably think when you say, oh, I want to live 120 and then go boom, that's actually a great goal, you know? So, yeah, so thanks for uh, sharing your own uh, exercise plan. And again, that's huge motivation. And, you know, I do the same thing. Do I take, I try to take a, one day off a week, but I generally am not very successful with that. So I, I'm like you, I wake up every day thinking, okay, I gotta, gotta hit the gym today. So let's switch gears a bit. Um, on the other side of exercise, we need to rebuild and regenerate our bodies. Um, so would you mind sharing uh, your sleep routine? Because I know uh, you and I have chatted about this in the past as well. Well, and I've changed my sleep routine uh, since COVID hit. Because prior to COVID, I was a super elite Air Canada traveler. And I wasn't on Zoom all day long. And I would go to, and I, and I travel a lot in different time zones. So I would literally sleep for six hours and wake up. And so when I talked to my doctors about like, I've read different articles and books on sleep and, and they're like, look, if you're waking up after six hours, you're good. And uh, so then COVID hit and I started on Zoom every day and I just realized I just needed more sleep. I just, it just took a lot more energy out. So, so then I just, I literally just had a mindset shift around. I'm feeling like I need an extra hour of sleep. And so now I sleep seven hours and my whole system works where I go to sleep and I do my very best to like, I go to sleep at the same time every night. And so that that doesn't disrupt my sleep either. And so it's like seven hours sleep uh, a night is. That's is awesome. Yeah. And you wake, you wake up without an alarm. It just, you just wake up. Yeah, and I'm an early morning person. So as you know, I get up at four o'clock every morning because I like that quiet time before the kids are up and running and, and creating chaos. And uh, so I'm up very early and we're global now. So I'm talking to people all over the world. So uh, early morning is my best time. So I'm in bed by eight o'clock, you know, reading my book or settling down so that I get uh, seven hours sleep. Yeah, good for you. And and you and you have a sound sleep as far as you know during the night. Like you, you. I do. Yeah, awesome. Good. Do you wear? Do you mind me asking? Do you wear any? Do you wearables or anything to measure your sleep to actually know that? I don't, but I've seen you talk about your wearables, so that's next on my list. I haven't hit that as a success habit yet, uh, but next up will be that because I think that that's really important to really monitor and understand what's going on because so important. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's, that's our time to regenerate. And I'm pleased to see that now you're getting seven hours sleep. And to your point about, you know, when COVID hit and the Zoom meetings, um, I found the same thing. Like, I, I, you know, at the beginning of COVID, I was saying actually to my partner in a business, I was saying, I'm exhausted at night. Like I, and typically I wouldn't be exhausted. And, and she said, yeah, you're, um, and she's got, she's got experience and, and, her, and her degree and everything else is, is in mental health and psych. And she said, your brain feels like it's on stage, right? Like you're like when you're on Zoom all day, it's basically like you're performing or you're, and it's all, as you know, we're on Zoom meetings all day, right? So uh, it is exhausting. So congratulations on stepping up your sleep. And I would encourage you to get a wearable because it's a game changer. Again, it, you don't know unless you measure, right? So, and that'll help you determine your uh, REM sleep, your rapid eye movement sleep and your deep sleep, right? Which is important to repair of our, of our system. So. All right, Again, that's my commitment for today. 
There you go. Awesome. Get a wearable. Um, so speak to me about, uh, let's switch over to nutrition uh, wheel of health or food wheel of health. Do you have any special secrets or anything you do from, from that perspective? Well, I start my day with the Wilson Shake now based on your, your book and tips. Nice. And so I'm getting a lot more fruit and vegetable in my diet, like right first thing in the morning, uh, which is great. And uh, I don't really have like a specific, I'm not a vegetarian, but I really don't eat that much meat. It's just more of a preference thing. I'd rather have fish and as my protein. And uh, so, uh, so I, I just do my very best to eat lots of fruits and vegetables and get enough protein, protein shakes I love. And uh, that's pretty much the, the key focus of my diet eat healthy then so to speak yeah and yeah. do you mind me asking from a supplement standpoint do you supplement anything or is there anything that you you believe in from a supplement standpoint yes well dr bell power is my functional doctor and uh so she's got me on all kinds of uh, supplements and hormones to anti-cancer and energy levels and things like that she's amazing so I get tested for all of that. So I'm on all the vitamin C's and omegas and the B's and all that uh, every day I take those supplements. Yeah, you know what, that's, uh, that's great. And she's part of our network. So we know her well and love the work that she does. But I mean, the important thing that I hear you saying is you, you, you've had the testing done to know what you're perhaps deficient in. Like a lot of people, and I was one of these that just, you know, years ago would read, oh, I need more vitamin B or I need vitamin C. You know, and it's not until you have those tests that you and you meet with a you know registered dietitian or a nutritionist or a doctor that says, you know what, your B levels are fine. You don't need that supplement, but you need maybe more magnesium or whatever. So I love the fact that you know you're you're actually proacting and doing that testing that then dictates what supplements you need versus just randomly taking them. You know, so yeah, well, and I'm lucky because Val Power is uh, she's a functional doctor. She's a uh, I don't know what you call the non-functional doctor, traditional doctor, and she has a pharmacy background, like a pharmacist background. So she does take the testing seriously and she makes sure that I, all the testing is done regularly and through the whole women's health uh, uh, clinic that she founded many, many years ago. So I'm very grateful for her. And, and of course, I'm also with uh, TELUS Healthcare Centers and my doctor there works closely with Dr. Balpala and I'm a huge believer on like you don't need just one doctor you need doctors depending on what your health situation is you may need a team of doctors monitoring what's going on right and then of course i've got advoca and speed dial because anytime i have any kind of health issue or what have you either for myself or my family or our mckay community i can go to advoca and say well this is what i've been told like can you get me a second opinion or can you help me figure out how to fast track to get some kind of a specialist appointment and and that's just a game changer because as a CEO, what I found after 16 years of being the CEO of McCasio Forms, like you want to be on your game, as you say, all the time, because you don't want to let your team down, your customers down, what have you. So if you're waiting four months to see a specialist, or if you're waiting to get access to somebody that can help solve your sleep problems or your any aspect of your health, then you're letting everybody around you down. So I, I'm just grateful that I'm surrounded by a team of people that can help make sure not just my health, my family's health and the case forms is my family as well. So 
making sure that people realize that they have access to all kinds of, of uh, healthcare advocates and navigators and specialists through our partnerships. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so important to have that team. And you're right. Traditionally, people rely on one, one, let's say, doctor or family doctor. But, you know, from my experience, you do need a team, right, to look after you. So, again, congratulations on that. It sounds like you're doing all the right things. So the last uh, wheel that we'll talk about, which is one probably I've struggled with the most is, and especially during COVID, it's been, it's, there's been a highlight on it is, I'll call it um, stress levels or mindfulness. So, you know, what do you, if, again, if you don't mind sharing, or are there some things you do, I'll say from a mindfulness uh, standpoint, I think you measure, uh, mentioned earlier gratitude during a little bit of, so, you know, there's some things you do to help you stay mentally well. Well, with uh, everything, with so much stress and, and being around people that are high stress and anxiety, I definitely, again, have amped up my self-care. And so I've meditated for over 20 years. So I learned uh, when I was doing my PhD in New Zealand, actually, uh, how to meditate. And that helped me juggle working full time as a prof and doing my PhD. Part. And so I'm so grateful for that because it was just already a success habit. And then I learned about mindfulness meditation. So in addition to the traditional meditation that I do, I also do mindfulness meditation 10 minutes each morning and 10 minutes at the end of the day. And then I'm just always really using breathing as a, and you and I have talked about this, I use the four, seven, eight breathing. If I find myself in a high stress situation, whether it's with my family situation or at work or whatever, I'll take the time and do four, seven, eight breathing four times to just calm me down uh, before I interact with other human beings. And that, I have found that to be incredibly helpful, uh, especially during COVID. Yeah, you know what, that uh, both those things, I mean, congratulations on the meditation and you were way ahead of the game because if you were doing it 20 years ago, it was uh, it was unheard of in, in many circles. So congratulations on that. And then, yeah, you know, my feeling on the deep breathing and four, seven, eight is, is actually my favorite. Um, and uh, for our listeners, the reason I love the breathing exercises is it engages our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our which is our relaxed state, right? So quite often if we're stressed or we're, as you say, answer, if you're feeling uptight or maybe you've got a big presentation, you do four or five, four, seven, eight breaths, which for our listeners is four seconds in, seven seconds hold and eight seconds out very slowly. You do that four or five times, it's amazing. It just, it engages your parasympathetic nervous system right away. So uh, huge congratulations uh, on that. So, you know, when I look at, you and I look at all the things you're doing. I mean, you know, you're, I mean, you're leading in a, a major organization, worldwide organization of presidents and CEOs. But, you know, um, and I didn't know a lot of these things that you're doing on a daily basis, but you're walking the talk, right? So when I said earlier, you're always on your game. It's no wonder you're always on your game because, you know, I, I look at the things you're doing to, to look after your own health, which, uh, which is amazing. So congratulations. Uh, congratulations on that, Nancy. Um, and just, I know we've touched on the pandemic, but maybe we can just touch on it a bit more. Um, are there some particular challenges that you've seen uh, amongst CEO, presidents and CEOs um, that have come up as a result of the, the last year and a half and, and going through this whole pandemic? 
Well, we talked about this uh, earlier on, Kev, the whole idea of I was doing these literally daily and weekly sessions with CEOs around the world, helping them get through COVID through our various thought leadership and partners and what have you. And then I would have conversations with CEOs and they keep talking about, well, what can we do to help our employees? How can we help our employee, employees stay motivated, be productive? They're having health challenges, mental health challenges. And I kept saying, well, what about you? What are you doing to take care of you? What are you doing to make sure that you're on your game every day? And I kept getting blank stares around me. Like I'm not focused on me. I have to help everybody else. So that's when I realized that was a major gap and the leadership toolkit is not having this insight around number one uh, strategy for inspiring leadership is you got to figure out how to inspire yourself every day and take care of you every day. And then you can begin the journey of being inspiring for other people and delivering extraordinary results, which is why then I focused on developing this inspired leadership. You go first toolkit, it's a roadmap so that CEOs and executives can take care of their health, all aspects of their health, uh, but also take care of the uh, love uh, relationships that they have. And I use love as a, a very broad term. Uh, love is about being open-hearted and telling the truth and being unconditional with everyone on the planet and treating people as human beings. And love's the most important basic human need, uh, getting people to really think about their emotional mastery and, and how they show up with other people, their time mastery, which you know is a huge passion of mine, their ego mastery. So I put all that together in a roadmap for leaders so that they could seriously be selfish and really just take a look at what do they need to do every day to be inspired every day for the rest of their lives. Then they can support others. So that was a missing piece. People just were not, they did not have a toolkit or a roadmap to inspire themselves every day. Yeah. And you know what, that uh, I've been through that whole, uh, that program. And, and again, congratulations on that. And the fact that you've, that health is one of the cornerstones is amazing. And, and I love the whole thing of you first, right? Because, uh, you know, to your point, how can you lead an organization? How can you lead? How can you even be good to your family if you're not putting yourself first? And it gets back to that concept we talked about earlier is on, on being selfish is it selfless selfish or selfless and it's in my opinion and i think yours as well it's selfless to look after yourself so thanks for that um so one other question i'll ask you with respect to the pandemic is there anything you are doing you mentioned sleep um you're getting an extra hour of sleep is there anything else you're doing differently over the last let's say year than you did prior anything anything that you're doing differently I was very fortunate that both my kids, they're now 20 and 22, my daughter and my son came home during COVID. They were both away at university. So they came home. And so I've had a lot more time with Rob, my husband and my kids through COVID and family dinners and fun family activities. And, and I'm just so grateful because that is time that we would not have had had it not been for COVID because they, we were empty nesters. So, and, I said this earlier that love is the most important basic human need and family is more important than anything else to me. So it was so precious and still is because they're still at home. Uh, so precious to, to have that family time. Yeah. You know what? That's uh, I call that a sil there's silver linings coming out of this whole thing. And that's a huge silver lining. Um, you're fortunate. I mean, we have, I think, you know, we have a daughter uh, who's a graphic designer down in New York city. Um, our other son, Tim, who is a business owner in Vancouver, is actually a McKay member. 
And then our other son lives in Calgary, um, is also in the health industry as well. Um, so we actually just last week for the first time had our whole family together in a year and a half. Like we've had, we've seen them at different intervals, you know, off and on, but not together. And uh, I was saying to our neighbor, because he said, how was your week at the cottage with the kid, kids? And I said, you know, typically it's always great, but everybody's seeing their friends and everything. We literally hung out for a week and a half, everything together. Like we golfed together. We played games together. We played. So we didn't have the year like you had with your kids, but man, it was, it was super precious. So uh, uh, again, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Nancy, um, you've shared some amazing information and uh, I know we got a little personal on some of the things you're doing. And again, thanks for diving into that, but just to close off, for our presidents and CEO audience uh, and others that are listening, um, what is what's what would you say in closing would be the most important thing they can do um, to look after their health from a from a health standpoint? What advice would you provide? I think the number one thing is to seriously have a mindset shift that your health is more important than anything else in life. And what I've learned, Kevin, after 16 years and 1,200 members of McCasey Forums is most CEOs, executives, business owners do not have a mindset that health is the most important thing in their whole wheel of life. So that's just a key message. And, and if you actually live with that as a mindset, as a core value, then you're always going to be focused on those key areas that we went through, whether it's nutrition and sleep and exercise and mental health. And how do you make that a bigger piece of your life focus for you and be an exemplar for other people? This is the whole thing that I've learned is that if we don't take a stand on helping other people make health a priority, it's too easy for people to think, well, I'm just too busy. I don't have time to go get my annual check. I don't have time to go see a doctor. I don't have time to. And then I'm, I've had the horror stories, just like you have had, being a, a lifeline to so many of our members, getting people calling me up in crisis with, with the bad news. And a lot of this now is preventative. We didn't talk about pre-nuvo, and I know there's other technologies, but like I know here in Vancouver, which is where I'm based, there's pre-nuvo, and people from all over the world have come to get the whole cancer screening i've been through it and so there's no reason why people uh, should have to suffer these catastrophic health incidents because there's so much available to people if they were to put health as their number one priority yeah 100 percent. i mean one of the talks as you know i've been giving to mckay co uh, forums is protecting your biggest leading leading edge uh, solutions to protect your biggest asset, your health, right? And there are things like that, like body scan and functional medicine and uh, food inflammation testing, and a lot of and most don't even know that those things exist, right? So, uh, yeah, what a great way to uh, to end uh, today's show. So, Nancy, on behalf of our audience, on behalf of all the president and CEOs, and all of our other great listeners out there, I want to super just say congratulations uh, on everything you're doing. Uh, from a personal health standpoint, and also just sincerely thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for coming on today's show, because um, you provided some amazing, amazing advice. Thanks so much for inviting me, Kevin. Always a pleasure to partner with you, and thanks for everything you're doing to literally help save lives at Macasio Forms being available to our whole community, uh, literally 24-7, you and your team. So thank you so much for your ongoing support.
Awesome. Have a great, healthy day, Nancy. And thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. For all of our listeners, I invite you to visit AdvocateHealth.com where you can easily become an Advocate member to take advantage of some of the amazing services we offer. You can also access our latest blogs and listen to some of the best medical advice available on our podcast. Don't forget to grab a copy of my latest book, It's Never Too Late to Be Healthy, that is available to order through our website. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.